Get Advisor Fit with Olivia Looper, a series of interviews with financial consultants and industry experts helping financial advisors strategize, market, and grow their business using core fitness values and analogies. Do something today that your future self will thank you for with Get Advisor Fit. Here's your host, Olivia Looper. Welcome back to Get Advisor Fit. Today, I have my dear friend from the industry, Jennifer Goldman. She is the founder and CEO of Jennifer Goldman Consulting and also a CFP. She is well-established in our industry. She's been published all over the place. She teaches workshops. She's spoken at a number of high-profile national conferences on business transformation and practice management. And basically, she just does it all. So Jen has always been like a major influence for me um, since I got in the industry and I just love her to death. So Jen, thank you for joining us today. You know, it's fun to join you. So happy to be here. Yes, I always love talking to you. So um, now let's just at least tell the audience a little bit maybe about yourself and your business real quick. Um, you know, what, what do they need to know about Jen Goldman? Yeah, the cliff notes. Um, born and bred in Buffalo, moved to Boston, Mass to be an advisor. Don't ask me how I came to that conclusion. <laughs> I just knew I loved finance and being financially free, as they say. Yeah. Um, kind of grew up in the ranks, realized I loved, loved running businesses and making major pivots. And so probably in my third stint of having my own clients and reshaping a couple firms, I started consulting. So yeah, I was 16 and a half years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I hung my yeah. shingle out um, and I've gone through a couple iterations of what I look like, um, more tech consulting, and now it is all business. So I cover nine areas of the business. So it's it's pretty good work. It's hard, um, but we all know transforming is hard. So, yes, on that, um, you said, so you've been through, you know, a couple evolutions of the business. You started out in tech and now you're covering all areas of the business. Are you only service advisors or you do all service-based business? All service business. So actually when I started, even coming from uh, the industry of finance, I actually worked with all sorts of professional services. So my first set of clients, I had a marketing firm, ironically. Okay. I had a PR firm, a mortgage firm, a CPA firm, a legal. Like I really covered the gambit because- Quite frankly, there's a lot to be learned from those those industries into the finance and then from the finance back to those. Yeah. So now I'm back to where I was. Yeah. Now you're back to where you were, which is probably, you know, where you're meant to be. You always, right. always end up where we're supposed to be, meant to be right? But um, it's interesting that you said that as well, because in marketing, we say, you know, we're always so focused on the finance and market marketing, the financial services. Um, but we can find so many good ideas outside of the financial services marketing that enhance what we're doing. You know, you have a you tendency to narrow your focus. And uh, so probably serving different service-based businesses helps enhance what you do with advisors too. That's right. That's, you, you know what? You learn techniques along the way. So, you know, we're always learning too, just as much as our clients are learning. And, you know, you pick what works, you see the trends outside, and sometimes you're thrown a curveball, which is, listen, some people don't like that. I'll take the curves because those are the pivots. Those are the times when you realize, okay, that's what we should be looking for going forward. And you know what? That might make you one of the newer adopters in your own industry, but so be it. I mean, yeah, you so know. be it. TikTok comes to mind, I guess, as far as last yeah. thing I'm thinking about. Because um, the other day when I was speaking to someone else on the podcast or 
Oh, no, no. I know who it was. I was just talking to an advisor friend of mine and he was uh, looking for some help with uh, third party publications. He was like, so have you uh, hopped on that TikTok? I'm like, I mean, my kids get me to make TikToks, but professionally, no, I haven't really gone there. Uh, not for any particular reason, but, you know, but like, so there are all these new new things that are coming out and ways to use them. And so, you know, yeah, and there's ways to say no. Right. So TikTok's yeah. a great, listen, my one kid's on it too, but I'm like, nope, not working. Yeah. But yeah. if I didn't know about it, I couldn't say no to it either. Exactly. So, yeah. You've got to know about the things to then say that's just shiny and I'm going to push it off the shelf. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, okay, this could do something for me. I mean, I see advisors on LinkedIn using TikTok and that's cool. Like if, you know, whatever works for them and, you know, that's something that we talk about a lot, like in advisor marketing is like the personalization, like if that fits your brand and that fits, like if that's the thing that you're going to do consistently, then more power to you because I mean, there's, um, hundreds of thousands of advisors out there who refuse to do anything. So, I mean, if TikTok's your jam, then I mean, I'm down. But anyways, curveballs. Yeah, I'm down with the curveballs, too. They're not always comfortable, but, you know, as long as they just push us where we need to go. So I ask all my guests, this is the number one question that needs to be answered by all. What is the number one struggle that advisors face right now? And do you think it is a post-pandemic problem or one that has persisted before COVID or one that has evolved through COVID into something different or it's been exacerbated? You let me. What do you think? What do you think? There's two answers to that one. Okay. The easier, obvious one is finding and retaining great staff, great okay. employees, great team members. Absolutely the obvious one. Now, What's the underlying of all that? Um, not protecting your time, but nobody would ever say that. So let me connect the dots on that one. Okay. We struggle to attract and retain staff because our aura, our culture, our presence, however it comes out, marketing, lack of marketing, um, website, lack of website, whatever it is, it's not, it's not right. It doesn't send out the right messaging. And so you can't even attract. Well, the reason that your marketing or lack thereof, your website, or even your internal culture is not right is because you're not carving out enough time for it. Okay. So, yeah, so it's a two-edged problem and you can duct tape them, but you can't duct tape protecting time, right? But you can definitely duct tape the culture and so forth because you probably have a great culture. Maybe it's just not out there. That's, that's the, hopefully the silver lining of this is that, and the question is, is it COVID related or not? It was there before COVID. This problem was there. Okay. I agree with you 100%. But also there's this whole problem now with, well, not exactly a problem, but so let's say the hiring market where we see a lot of advisors right now looking for um, associate advisors or junior advisors, and they're having a really difficult time, I think, finding them because uh, people are more, it seems like the candidate pool is smaller, but maybe people are just uh, happy where they are, or maybe they're not happy where they are because we see articles every day about um, people leaving their jobs because they have to go back to work, uh, to the office. They want the hybrid work model, and they're saying, if you don't have it, I don't want you. 
Yeah. So have you, um, have you run into this? Um, what do you think about this? Yeah. Yeah. So this, this big thing about great resignation and people finding their court, like where they want to be, where they want to live. I, yeah, I see it across the board. Um, what's happening is businesses are bending and I mean, bending it's painful. So they're giving into this idea of the remote worker. They're giving into the idea of I'll fly them in once a quarter and kind of create a, like a team retreat, which they may never have had before, or yeah. they had in some ad hoc semblance, right? And this is small companies and big. Like I'm seeing this at, you know, the five person and the hundred plus person. It's not, um, there's no pattern in terms of business size. Um, They're bending and you know what? They're going to find out in my opinion that it's wonderful and it's great and it can be done, but it's another pain point, right? They've got to go through it and they've got to transform. And the businesses that are doing this across the board are getting better talent. There's no question. Yeah. So I've even seen um, articles on transitioning into this new model. It could be great. It could be wonderful. You get better talent because your talent pool is this big instead of this big. Um, but okay. So yeah, you got budget for these things, right? Flying the person in quarterly. You've got a budget for these retreats or whatever you got to set up. And then I've even seen things about people hiring managers just to keep all of the remote workers collaborating. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, definitely. we don't, we didn't see that you've grown up in the industry. So have I to hire somebody who is not revenue producing. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. Finally corporate structure. <laughs> like, And listen, I'm sad that it had to happen this way. Am I sad to see so much pain out there? I think what I'm most sad about is employees. Like you said, that are not happy where they are. But they're so beat down and tired, whether it's because their own work life is just not good or their home life, that they're not looking. And that's going to be the rub right now. Okay, so how do you get those people? Okay, so if there's not this great candidate pool, right? So like you've got to get someone to leave their job and say, my job is better for you. How do you reach those people? What is the most effective way I mean, what are the perks that that advisors need to be offering? And another thing, well, I'll I'll wait for that second. What are the perks advisors need to be offering to get people off of their current jobs and to come work for them? You can't do those overnight. Okay, your marketing matters and the messaging you're sending out. So we all think that marketing is for the end client that we want to attract. Okay, I'm a consultant. I'm looking for Half of your marketing is actually for the people that you want to work with your business. Yes. So it's right. So yeah, you got to get started. (laughs) You got to send out some messaging. It's got to be consistent. All right. It's got to be what I say, holistic. So you can't just go with like one topic area. You kind of got to cover all the multiple topic areas. You got to cover real stories about what you're doing with your end clients out to the world. Kind of like case studies, right? Where you strip out the names Because those hit employees at other companies that go, I want to be a part of that. That story, if I were a part of that, that gives me purpose. So that's one. Number two, you know what? If you're doing any charitable work, I don't care if it's taken. You guys, we laughed about this, right? I took a bag of clothes to the homeless. I posted it. It felt weird. I was like, I don't need accolades for doing that. But listen, if you're a business track clients, you got to put that stuff out there that you are part of something bigger. Yes. And take pictures of it. People love pictures. First of all, it feels weird at first, but this is what 
people want to see. And I feel like this has been like the trend with a lot of my clients that have been trying to like drive home this year is that people want to see people doing people things. Yes. And even good people things is even better. So if you're taking clothes to the homeless or you're sponsoring a golf event or whatever, mm -hmm. you're even just going on a run with a client, yeah. like, and the client's okay with it, of course, whatever, yeah. um, or, you know, it's like these things this is what people want to see. This is like, and I'm the thing that I struggle with is that I can't do this for you, right? Like I can show you how to position it. I can show you what to do with it. I can write your captions for you and I can post it for you and I can put it in leverage it in all the places, but I can't physically be you. I can't make a video for you and I can't take pictures of you. And this is what people want to see. So mm -hmm. You just got, and you're right. You got to do it and you got to stop worrying. Listen, I'll speak to women for one minute. Stop worrying that you're not wearing the makeup when you're dropping off the bag of clothing. It yep. doesn't, nobody cares. What people care about. Wet like, hair, people. We got wet hair today. Yeah, I mean, come you on. Yeah. Get yes, real. We're showing up. <laughs> yes. And it, right. We're showing up. We're still professionals just because, you know, you don't have the game fit. It doesn't matter. Those are the things that attract those employees elsewhere. So you've got to do that. Yeah. If you're not on LinkedIn, I'm sorry. You're just yeah. not going to attract people. Like people are looking for businesses that are mainstream and have a presence out there. So you've got to be on LinkedIn. That's a professional place to live. All right. And I don't care, by the way, if, if you're, uh, let's put it this way. Let's say you're a mechanic shop and you need auto mechanics on your team. You also better be on LinkedIn because yeah. who are your clients? Business owners are too busy and they just need to get their car fixed. Like we forget that LinkedIn isn't just about what we would deem, used to deem is white collar. It's blue collar. COVID's done that. It's brought all businesses together into one platform. So you got to be on there. You got to be posting. Pictures are key, right? Listen, if you can do videos, I'm a hypocrite. You know this. Right. I don't love being on video. I try to script myself on Tuesdays to Sunday. But if you have a moment and an epiphany of something you want to share, an experience that you just had with a client um, or even a staff member, and it's real, at least put yourself on video and then ask a trusted person like you or somebody else, is this worth posting? Is this and worth we can sharing? Clip it and we can like pull, we can pull nuggets from it. It doesn't, and it doesn't have to be the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like there, there's all, you can turn one piece of content into like 70 if you really know what you're doing. I mean, right. so that two minute epiphany could be six pieces of content mm -hmm. over a period of time. And you never know, that could be your best performing content that quarter. That's right. I mean, don't judge yourself if it's good or bad. Give it to the yeah. other person and let, and I don't care again. Let's say it's a, give it to your staff person and say, what do you think of this? Stop worrying about it. Let somebody else judge it because you're going to be the worst judge on that. So, yeah. yeah. And so I love that. I mean, you cannot forget that half of your marketing is for the people that you want to work for you, not just people that you want to be your client. Mm -hmm. You got to put yourself, I mean, would you go research a company that you're going to work for? You go research a place that you're going to go shop. That's where you go and you go on the internet and you see what they're all about. I'm sure that people who I reach out to, to join my team are going to look at my stuff and see yeah. if they like me or not. And you know what the great part about it is, and I was talking about this in one of the other ones, is that if they don't like you, they're not going to bother you. And that's a time protection thing. Protect your time by saying, this is who I am. No BS. If mm -hmm. you don't like me, don't come knocking on my door because I have a lot of other shit to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's so. It it's so full positive. circle, right? It's full circle. Yeah. And then listen, you want to talk about perks? 
Okay, here's one. So I'm a big believer in this life career mission statement where you ask employees what are their goals or career paths, you know, all the different details that you normally don't ask them. All right, that you just assume or like, you give me them. an example. Give me an example. Okay. So, you know, you have, let's say you have um, an associate advisor, right? And you just assume that they're going to become a lead advisor someday. You know, they're going to manage client relationships. You never once think to ask them, do you enjoy this? Do you want to be a lead advisor? Do you want to be this? I mean, listen, if somebody had asked me maybe a little earlier in my life, I would have said, no, I want to run the business. I do not want to be like, just ask people and don't be scared about the answer. That doesn't mean you have to do whatever they want to do. It just means you're aware. The other part is the perks part. What you think is a perk they may not think as a perk. And again, if you're running a business, 50, 100 employees, it's pretty hard to let each person pick their perks. But there's no perk platforms, by the way. You can actually earn points and go and buy your own perks. That's really so cool. It's just so cool. With And this has started to be out there before COVID, but obviously it's accelerated now, which is a good thing in my opinion, um, that you know, again, you can buy those perks. You ask your team what they think a perk is. Maybe for some, it's a sabbatical. For others, it's a dinner out, you know, on the company. I mean, again, I don't think we should go with the, when you have a job posting and you're interviewing people, you line up the perks. You give general thoughts of, we'd like to work with you on what we deem as perks. Yes, we do have a monetary limit on that, but this is something where we're willing to tailor for you. Okay. That's pretty cool. I mean, I would like that. I think, um, you know, like, because I don't, I might not want time off. I want them. I want something else, something that's right. more fiscally motivated. You I don't might know. want to go but, and, you know, lift some more weights for a couple extra days where I yeah. might just go to a spa and get my neck rubbed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> Come on. I'll you could, uh, subsidize my meal plan. Something yeah. like that. Yes. Um, so, Hey, so, Hey, so, Hey, I do have a really interesting question. I mean, uh, people fall like both sides of the board on this. And advisors ask me a lot, do you post the salary you're offering a candidate in your job posting? And let's, I want to hear the jingle. Maybe. Yeah, I think you got to put a range in there. You a have range? To put a range. Yeah, no, no flat dollar amount. You got to put a range in there. And you should also somehow, if, you know, like Indeed or any of those platforms let you, you should put that you also have incentive bonus programs. Okay. Yeah. Especially you're in finance. Listen, yeah. Do you want to hire somebody who doesn't right. think of the whole financial package? Like, you know, I don't benefits better um, incentive comp matters. Right. But yeah, yeah. you got to put uh, the people that are not putting comp ranges up. I'm sorry. I don't know why anybody would even look at those jobs. I feel like they don't. I mean, I always say yes. The answer is yes, because if you have an attractive salary, then that's going to be like a perk, not traditional perk, but hey, this job pays more than the other one. Duh. You know? <laughs> that's right. And that's oh. the way it goes, right? And listen, let's say on the flip, you don't have an attractive salary range. Well, wouldn't you want to know that right up front before you start interviewing people and then get down really down the pike and then you make an offer and they look and you're like, I can't yeah, believe three I wasted weeks my time. The interview process. Yeah. Yeah. It's about time. Again, full circle, protecting full your time and there's, that's yeah. And you get a reputation. Okay, so this is another thing. If you live in a very big city, we'd like to think in a big city, word doesn't get out. But let me tell you, if you don't do right with these candidates in a smaller town, you don't think our industry talks to each other and people commingle and compare stories about firms. Firms get reputations around hiring and retaining people. I am, so, I believe it. I live in a smaller town and I have 
basically my whole life. And I mean, the advisor community is not very big. I'm, I imagine, I mean, and I'm even thinking like the, the bi-county area, tri, and not tri-county because Palm Beach County is pretty big. But when I think about St. Lucie County and Martin County, where I live, I know they all know each other. Yeah. You know? And then when you notch it down, let, like, okay, general professional services is one thing, right? Then which industry? Then you notch it down. Let's use accounting for just a second. Well, you have audit firms, you have tax return firms in each of them. So you notch that down. Finance, you have fee-only, you have fee-based, you have commit. So when you keep notching down, the world gets really smaller. Small. And smaller. That's right. And employees that are looking to go someplace else, part of culture is how you charge the clients, how you work with the clients, what services you offer. So if you have an, if you're an employee that wants to be holistic and you want to be fully transparent, well, you don't look at all those other slices of financial services. You're only looking at the fee-based fee only that mm-hmm. do full plan, right? So yep. how many firms? might be on one hand, you can list the yeah. number of firms that you'd like to work for that are within a proximity of where you live. Absolutely. Okay. Definitely. I mean, I agree with you a hundred percent. So, I mean, I guess you kind of answered this question already, which would be, what's the number one mistake RAs make in marketing themselves? And maybe mm. you answered it. Maybe it's that they don't think about the hiring side or that they don't put themselves out there enough or both. 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 Yeah. And I, listen, we, we can use me as an example. It's all fair. Okay. Okay. So I know what I should be doing, but I'm really not comfortable doing it. Um, You have to find a middle ground. Then you have to find what makes you comfortable and maybe you can outsource (laughs) or you can help with. So my example is I should be on video. I'm not comfortable. I don't have those moments where I want to pick up my iPhone and just record myself. <laughs> and so we found a middle ground for me. It's podcasting yes. right? and it's yes. being a guest um, for others. Find your middle ground. So instead of saying no to everything on marketing, because you must stay out there. You yes, must. You, yes, 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 yes. You have to stay out middle. there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, it seems strange, I guess, probably for some people like, why would she's a professional writer? Why doesn't she just, you know, just rely on her writing? Well, I also found that I really like talking. <laughs> so, and it's funny because I was on a podcast for one of my advisor clients and I was like, I'm going to do this too. That's right. I help other people do it. I know how to do it. I'm going to do it too. And it's just about being out there and being visible and, um, you know, just filling what the people want and what the people want is to see you and know you. And, um, I think that it goes both ways. Of course, the, the content development, I mean, I'm always going to say you have to have both sides. You've got to have the written content because of course, you know, you need your, your SEO, you need your emails. I mean, email ROI is still just ridiculously high. It's probably always going to be ridiculously high. Mm-hmm. Um, you need SEO because that's also, I mean, being Googled and being found locally mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever is going to always going to be none of that is ever going away. No. Um, And then different variations. Like we forget that people learn sometimes visually, sometimes auditory, sometimes because I I mean, people take in information in different ways. So yeah, if you're not finding ways to get it out in those different venues, you're also not going to get the play that you want and the exposure that you want. Yeah. You're limiting yourself. Right. So if Mm -hmm. there's all of these, 
these circles, right? And you don't have to fill them all. No. You don't have to fill them all. But I mean, you should find your middle ground. Maybe you fill up a little bit of each. Maybe you take, you fill three of the six completely. Your middle ground is going to look different from the next advisor, from the next business consultant, from the next marketing firm, whatever, the way that you do it. So I think that I really like that takeaway for today. Find your middle ground. And you know what? I like that. I like that. So it's a good takeaway. Thank you. No. You're welcome. You asked the question. That's all yeah. it takes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so when we look ahead, 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 I mean, mm. I don't think any of us really saw the Delta variant coming and that's kind of played out and then inflation and we got all this crap going on. Uh, Fed tapering about to start. I mean, there's a lot going on in the world. Um, taxes probably going up for, for those in the high income brackets. And um Sometimes I think we just like to fast forward through it all and like get to some normalcy, but you know, what is that even anymore? So I'm not going to ask you what you want to do after COVID because I don't feel like there is an after COVID. I'm going to ask you just about 2022 in general. What are you most looking forward to next year? Do you have any big plans? Are you going to be speaking? Do we need to really put on our calendar somewhere we can come see you? <laughs> no, I'm not. Well, I'll be speaking, but probably virtually. <laughs> um, I, I do think I'm going to push more on the courses that I put together because I gave it my labor of love. Yes. And right. And I know, and you know, because you were part of it, <laughs> you know, I think that people need different venues and there's younger people out there, younger meaning in the industry. Okay. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily age wise, right. That just need a little guidance and they're not getting it in the house. So, and that's okay. Again, busy, busy, busy. We can't give it all. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping that that gets a little more mainstream. And uh, I'm also fingers crossed. I'm working with a couple biotech companies and I'm hoping they're onto something great for our health. So good. I'm, yeah. I'm excited about that. I'm down with that. I like, help. I know you are. I know. So I'll be doing a little commentary around that once I get my feet in that really, really knee deep. But uh, right oh now I'm just soaking it all in. That's exciting. Yeah. Now I want to know. I know. Well, you know, health. You wealth. dropped the breadcrumbs and now I'm like hands yeah, on. Yeah. Well, you know, there's that, you know, we've always been in it. We've always talked about financial health, right? Well, you know, yeah. part of financial health is mental health and physical health. And you know that. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, all so. intertwined. Absolutely. Um, well, I personally want to go to a conference. Okay? <laughs> I I've been in this industry for three years. And at first I was just, you know, you're just, what do they call it? Um, dog paddling or like treading water. You're like, okay, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. Well, I mean, things are fantastic. I mean, uh, over here. And now I want to go meet people yeah. and I want to get out there. Hence, You'll get out there. They're going to yeah. do it. They're going to do but, it. Uh, they have to, because I really want to go somewhere, especially like, even if it's not till the fall, yeah. you know, I mean, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that some stuff opens up and I can just go finally meet all these people that I see online. I know. I know. You know? I did. You know what am I? Cause I I'm in different associations than just financial and they've opened up. So they've been good, but it's, it's pretty strict. So it'll be, um, next year will be better. Next year will be better. Yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully we'll get to meet up soon. Yeah, hopefully. Somewhere. More, even more than not virtual hugs. 
Yeah, more than virtual hugs. <laughs> garbage. We need to share some. We need to share a meal and a drink. Yeah, exactly. Break bread. That's what yes. I always say. Italian. We'll break bread. <laughs> break that bread. Break that crunchy bread with crunchy on the outside and soft in the middle. Yeah. All right. Well, Jen, thank you so much for your time today. I absolutely love having you on. I always love talking to you. I always have. If you want to learn more about Jen and her services, go to her website at jennifergoldmanconsulting.com. If you want to connect with me and my team, you can find us on social media at Lexicon Content Development. I'm on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. And to learn more about how our firm helps financial advisors attract their ideal client with custom content, social media, and SEO, please visit lexicon.contentdevelopment.com. If you want to hear past podcast episodes, visit the Get Advisor Fit tab on the website. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel so that you'll get updates about when the new ones come out because we have the greatest financial service industry experts on our show every two weeks. Okay, guys. Thank you again, Jen. Your input is always very amazing. And I'm really going to take that away with me today. You know, you got to Find your balance. What did you call it again? Middle ground. Middle ground. Find the middle ground. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening to Get Advisor Fit with Olivia Looper. To learn more about Olivia and how her firm, Lexicon Content Development, can help you, visit LexiconContentDevelopment.com. If you want to reach out to Olivia on LinkedIn, you can find her at Olivia Looper Lexicon. And if you'd like to follow Olivia on Instagram, you can find her at Lexicon Content Development. Until next time.